rebound. Somehow Mills comes out of it with two bigger bodies. Patty Mills! Patty Cakes is baking from the outside. NBA Straya, how are you going? It's Thursday, November 18, all day. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes for whoever wants to pay me some sweet, sweet folding stuff. Yeah, in Larry Armour Studios, wildly tired. <laughs> I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA while repping Straya. That's a, what we do. That's what we do. It's there on the tin. NBA Straya. Boom. Uh, we also don't take things too seriously. We'll leave that for the nerds. We are a nice amalgamation of nerddom and entertainment. Because remember, basketball's meant to be fun, not just nerd shit. 701 episodes. Can you believe this? The day after the big day. Uh, we've got 11 games in the NBA Australia game wraps. I went to the zoo for the first half of today with the squid. So, going to be uh, doing a lot of catching up. <laughs> All right, we've got a juicy slab. If that's not a knife, all mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yanars, we've got the unpopular opinion of the day, we've got our back take house. We were serving up a flame grill take. Uh, there's a quick stray and player watch, we've got Kiwi Corner, and we've got the game previews and picks for tomorrow. Some really good ones tomorrow, actually. Uh, and we'll probably leave a diary of Stephen Adams for tomorrow, I reckon, because we'll be a bit pushed for time, because it's pretty late already. So, let's get to it! Episode 701 of NBA Australia. Let's go! All right, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped. That's right, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And they just launched their fifth, fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. It'll make you go, oh my God, it's a good trimmer, Jimmy. All the way across Australia New Zealand. Uh, I bought one for the old boy as well, because that's how much I was impressed by it. It was his 60th. He's got so much ear hair, it's ridiculous. So I went the full-blown pack. <laughs> Better bloody enjoy that. So he has joined over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And uh, you can too with this exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Uh, I was one of the first folks to try the new 4.0 over here and I was blown away by it. I love it. I absolutely love it. You can't stop me from using it. <laughs> it's just a really good trimmer. It's waterproof. You've got the old wireless charging. You've got trim guards. But the best bit, I keep saying it, is the advanced skin-safe technology. Just It just gives you so much freedom. You just feel good about it. You're not afraid. You're not putting it off. And it's got a light. <laughs> it makes life so much easier. So go check it out. Uh, basically, with the, the ceramic blade just blows my mind how good it is. So check it out. You'll feel confident shaving your boyos as well. And really, it all just you know boils down to the simple idea. If you're using your face trimmer on your nuts and then vice versa, that's gross. Grow up. Get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer right now from Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boyos. There you go. 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you, and so will everybody else who gets anywhere near them. Seriously, they will. They'll be like, oh, that's a that's good. <laughs> Bit of a surprise. Happy with that. 
<laughs> so get 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYUP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYUP. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. Uh, you better if you're the rest of the league because Shaq has already anointed the Warriors the favorite to win the title. Everybody else, you're on notice, I guess. That's how it works, isn't it? It's like now you're in trouble. <laughs> Shaq has decided who's winning. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around. Uh, not really much news to get through today. I mean, we talked about Clay's rehab yesterday. He's on, you know, with a bit of five-on-five five work. Same with Zion, uh, cleared for contact. He's on with the one-on-ones. Uh, and the latest update on LeBron drums is that he hopes that he's going to play on Friday, uh, America time. They reckon he's 50-50. But the interesting one to come out of uh, the actual sort of bit of news was the fact that the Warriors decided to re-up and extend their executive team. Uh, So Tommy Shepard, he gets a uh, new title as well, basically. And Sashi Brown as well. So a couple of these executives around the Wizards, uh, like Shepard basically becomes the president and GM of the Wizards, and Sashi Brown is like a... Sort of weird. He's president of Monumental Basketball and special advisor to the office of the CEO. So basically, you're consigliere and your dude who makes all the decisions. The Wiz are pretty happy with the way they're looking, the way they're going. And after some of the trades they've pulled, turning Russell Westbrook into actual NBA players who help you win basketball games, it seems fair. So that's good. <laughs> and uh, the latest of Ben Simmons. Uh, we mentioned yesterday that he's been training at St. Joe's there in Philly. And uh, people are now like, hang on a second, um, college kids training with actual NBA players, that might actually be an NCAA violation. <laughs> so, <laughs> everywhere he goes, causing absolute havoc. Um, but I mean, I still sort of stand on this exact precipice of like, look, I don't think the Sixers are making this any better. I don't think Semo is either. I think if your fucking boss, if your employer asks you to bring in a sick note, to explain why you're not doing your job, I think that's kind of fair. I usually fall on the player side of all this sort of stuff. Uh, But, I mean, this is my point. It's always going to be my point. Mental health is health. And the same thing goes, like, can we just get a note to sort of just say what's happening and what you're trying to do to address it, you know? Mental health is health. We should be treating it as such. And uh, Simmons should be stepping up as well. And making sure he's crossing all the I's, or, you know, crossing all the T's and dotting all the lowercase J's. Uh, either way, right. I just, I hate the entire story. I just want it to go away. I just want him to be traded. Just send him to fucking Sacramento already. All right. Let's do it. Let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 game raps. Game raps. 11 games today. I was watching uh, the first early slate wandering around the zoo. <laughs> so the squid and I hung out at the zoo all morning. It was awesome. He's uh, He loves the zoo. He loves watching Octonauts. I've talked about kids' TV programs of uh, late. 
We've got some good recos. Octonauts is hilarious because now there's, the squid is just an absolute like like maniac about sea creatures and shit. And he just knows all of their names and stuff. It's fucking hilarious. He's like two and a half. It's like how do you know what a fucking bumbleworm is? What is it? I don't. A mantis shrimp. How do you know all these details? It's hilarious. Either way, so we're hanging out, doing all that. I'm surreptitiously kind of you know keeping uh, track on a couple of games, listening to one of them, <laughs> watching it very surreptitiously on my phone. And uh, then we sort of get home, and he's and I'm like, all right, so when we get home, what are we going to do? He's like, watch basketball. I'm like, yes, I've trained you well, young Padawan. So let's do it. Charlotte, they beat Washington. Called it uh, 97-87. Really close game for the first half. I was watching this going, this is really tasty. And uh, the Hornets just kicked it up a notch in the third. They uh, pulled off a 24-4 run to finish up the third quarter with a sick double block party on the last possession of, uh, of the Wiz to cap it. And they took a six-point deficit, I think, at the half. Turned it into a 10-point lead. It was awesome. And then they just played him to a standstill in the fourth quarter just by playing really good team basketball. And, I mean, the problem for the Wiz is they just couldn't hit a shot. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that later. But uh, they went 8 of 42 on three-point attempts. Beal played. And uh, all the stories are obviously about his grandma sadly passing away and how much that's affected him. And good on him for battling through it. But at the same time, you're kind of like, dude, if it's... It sucks. You can take a couple of days off work. Uh, 24 points for him. 5-11 from downtown. Gafford played his ass off in the first half. 20-9. and nine. His best game of the year, but just, again, disappeared in the second half. Montrez, it went 15-9. But the problem was for the Wiz, Kuzma stunk, Dinwiddie stunk, the notorious KCP stunk, and they lost. So Danny Avdijer wasn't any good either. But either way, the fact that the Wiz were feeling themselves, everyone's blowing smoke up their ass, boom. Kicking the guts. Hornets, Lamello couldn't hit a shot, but he ends up with 11 points on 4 of 18 shooting, but a career-high 14 assists with 6 boards. Terry Rose goes 9 of 19. He has 19 points. Classic Terry. 17, 10, and uh, 5 for Miles Bridges. He played his ass off. Gordy Hayward has been a bit of a funk lately. 4 of 14 for him. Ends up with 8 and 6. 0 of 3 from downtown. Uh, but Kelly Oubre at 14 points. He was big at the end of that third quarter. I think in the sort of last 10 to 2 bit of that 24 to 4 run, he had seven points. So, bloody good. Washington, they dropped to 10 and 4. Charlotte, after losing five straight, have won four straight. They're 9 and 7. Classico. The Malice in the Palace 2.0, if uh, nobody cared. Indy got beaten by Detroit, 97 89. Gross. Gross, gross. Uh, wow. This score was tied going to the fourth quarter. Indy score, scored, I think, on their first three possessions of the fourth. To go up 79, was it 73? And then got outscored 24 to 10 by Detroit <laughs> down the stretch. It was so bad. Uh, Pistons rolled him. They really did. Like Corey Joseph was going absolutely ham. K Cunningham stepped up big time. Indy got it sort of back, uh, like got it as close as two, but Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant hit a shot, put him back up six with about a minute to go, and that was it. Um, in terms of classic games, this is not one. They both shot under 43% and under 30% on threes. So, gross! 15-11 for the Suvlaki King Demata. So, I'm going to talk about the paces again later. Uh, 20, yeah, 15-11 for Suva. 25-4 for El Presidente, Malcolm Brogdon. Karras had 18, but it came on 18 shots. And uh, Miles Turner it up. 2 of 8. Gross in 31 minutes. He stinks. Corey Joseph off the bench with 18 for the Pistons. Cade had 16, 8, and 6. I believe the Pistons, they're now 4-10. and 10. They're 4-5 and five with Cade, 0-5 without him. So, pretty gnarly. Jeremy, Jeremiah at 19-15 for Big Deke Bay. 
Indy Stink, they're now 6 and 10. Detroit, hilariously, now 4 and 10. Atlanta, they kicked the shit out of Boston, 1 10 99. This was a belting. Just not enough from the Celtics at all. Hawks controlled this whole game. Uh, like the Celtics got it down to four like a couple of times in the third quarter, but the Hawks, they just turned around and reasserted themselves. Bogdan hit three threes in a row, which was gnarly, and then Atlanta just fucking walked away with it. So Tatum had 34-9-5. Good to see his shot returning. He's 12 of 22 in this one, 5 of 12 from deep. 12 of 22, good on him. Uh, 15 from Danny Schroeder. I am German Rondo. 18 and 6 with Big Buddha Grant Willie. Grant Willie. I love Grant Williams. That's a big old booty. Uh, Marcus Smart, eight points, took 10 shots to get there, but he did have 11 assists. Uh, but the Celtics bench, pretty bad. Literally scoreless apart from Josh Richardson's 11 points. 0 of 9 across Aaron Naismith, Enos the Penis, Cantor, Peyton Pritchard, and Romeo Langford. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, where for out there, Romeo? Oh, mission on my shots, man. John Collins, that's a tall cocktail at 20 and 11. A really balanced Hawks team. Look, Trey didn't shoot it very well, nor did Bogdan. Um, Trey was 4 of 12. He had 18 and 11, though, because he went 10 of 10 at the free throw line. Uh, Bogdan, 12 points, four, uh, 6 assists, but he did go 4 of 10 from downtown. Uh, but the thing was, 19 for Huerta and Reddish. Kevin fucking Huerta, the ginger ninja. I told you, the Hawks, they just needed one person out of this rotation, and it'll make a lot more sense, and here we are. Boston are now 7-8, and eight, Atlanta 7-9, and nine, missing DeAndre Hunter a little bit because he's a good basketball player, but the team just makes a little bit more sense without one of their rotation pieces. It's weird. Fire up the trade engine. Uh, Brooklyn handled Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland! In a back-to-back. Uh, a bit of a laugher, really, for Brooklyn. Cleveland spent most of the fourth being a bit serious, thanks to uh, Cheddar. And uh, Garland, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, and even Kevin Love chucked uh, a couple of points in there. But uh, like the other D-Wade dunked Dean Wade, and it was a nine-point game in the fourth, but Brooklyn uh, held them off. Aldridge and Harden just were steady as during the stretch run, and Brooklyn were no hassles. Big, 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 big shot by Harden, basically to you know, dagger and seal the deal. Cavs shot 39%. Garland had 24, 5, and 6. Rubio, 25, and 5, but everybody else was bad. And this is it. Um, Cleveland were the surprise packet. That's right, Cleveland. Cleveland! Early on, but without Evan Mobley for two to four weeks and without calling the sex man Sexton, it's just, it gets ugly pretty quickly sometimes with the Cavs. Um, like Okoro, I'm still waiting for him to come on, but it's not looking pretty. 3 of 11 for today for eight points. Meanwhile, for the Nets, I mean, Harden, 27, 10, and 7. He was good. Uh Finding his range on free throws again. You'd love to see that. Uh, KD had 23. Patty fucking thrills out there guarding Taco Fall in the post. Classic anti-strain bias. Uh, but he had 21 points. Good bounce back game for him. 6 of 12 from downtown. Pretty bloody good. Not quite as good as 9 of 12 the other day, but you can't win them all. You know, 50% from three. Classic Patty. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. 9 and 7. Brooklyn, 11 and 5. Big win on the back-to-back. New Orleans, the Rebel, got absolutely handled by uh, Miami, 113-98. They made a bit of a run, but look, Miami just held them at bay the entire game. Big thing was, Jimmy Butler was back, and that was crucial. No Kyle Lowry, no Bam Adebayo. And again, the New Orleans Pelicans, the New Orleans Rebel, the Pelicans, came out firing, same as in their last game. They take a big lead, then it all just falls apart. They're up 13 after one, but then Miami just fucking rolled them. Butts basically figured them out. Heroes throwing in half-court alley-oops for three. That was fucking funny. And the Pals just are a mess. Spindles, 19 points. 
Nicky Alexander-Walker, 8 of 18, shooting for his 24th. 13 and 8 for my name is Jonas Valanciunas, and Josh Hart has 18, 7 and 4. Everyone else was horrible. The Heat, Butts, is back with a huge triple-double, which might pop up again later, 31, 10 and 10. He was really bloody good. It was the uh, the straw that stirred the drink, man. Uh, hero, there goes my hero. Throwing alley-oops into the hoop from half court. Uh, ends up with 19 and 5. Bloody good. But the thing was for the Heat, it was like one of those random games that Struess, Max Struess and Gabe Vincent go off. They combined 28 points. Bloody good. New Orleans dropped to 2 and 14. Ugh, Miami, 10 and 5. Orlando beat the Knicks. Woo! 104-98. Hilarious. Crazy game. Uh, Knicks looked like they had this as well, right? Halfway through the fourth. Uh, Eight-zip run. Obi top and doing stuff. Alec Burks nailing threes. But then they got outscored 20-9 to nine down the stretch. And the turnovers. Oh, the turnovers just flat out killed them. They got straight killed on those turnovers. He got straight killed. D-Rose throwing that ball to Suggs in that crucial play at the end. What was going on? But Franz Wagner, hello. The end one that he had to take the lead, 97-96, was massive. But, yeah, Emmanuel quickly and Rose's uh, turnovers at the end really punched the Knicks in the nuts. And uh, turnovers and not being able to manufacture easy buckets is crazy for the Knicks, this Knicks team considering how much ostensible talent they have. I'm going to talk about that later as well, but still. RJ was 17-9-5, but he did shoot 19 times. He goes 7-19. of 19. Julius goes 4-11. of 11. The four shots he hit were threes. He took 10 threes. That's not the Julius from last year, right? Julius from last year wasn't shooting fucking 90... What's that? 4% of his shots from downtown. Jesus. 13-5-3. Mitch, the other Mitch Robinson, 13-11. And uh, tell you what. Murderers Row the rest of the way. Two of six for five points for Fournier. Kemba, two of seven. Ugh. Burks, four of 16. D-Rose, five turnovers and 10 points. Brutal. Meanwhile, for the magic man, Franz Wagner had 16, nine, and six. He was awesome. Just the poise. I love it. Uh, Mo Bamba had 12 and 12. Wendell, 11 and eight. Ice cold. Ice cold. Anthony was ice cold. He went five of 21. Just keep shooting, man. Just keep shooting. One of nine from downtown. Ends up with 15 and 10 with 7 assists, though. Uh, Suggs had 13 points and 12 shots. T-Rouse had 19 off the bench. Hashtag the old free me game. Uh, the Knicks are now 8 and 7. Orlando, have uh, they're 4 and 11, and they've beaten the Knicks twice. That's hilarious. The Lakers! The Lakers! The Lakers stink! They really do. Milwaukee handled them 109-102. I hear it's Algonquin for the good land, Milwaukee. And what did I say yesterday? Anthony Davis. I don't know why he doesn't cop anywhere near the amount of grief as every other fucking superstar in the NBA, but this is putting him on blast, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know how AD looks this bad when he's carrying a Lakers team with Rusty Westbrook and lets Giannis ring up 47 on him. Jesus. Middleton was back for the Bucks. They're in their city uniforms. Good close game. Then the books sort of brought the Bucks. There you go. Use the words. Shook him a little bit in the second quarter. Lakers fought back in the third, but the Bucs just out-muscled them down the stretch, and they never really looked like they were in too much of a fucking bother. And the Lakers, just there was nothing they could do. So 19, 4, and 15 for Westbrook. AD goes for 18, 9, and 4. That's not fucking we need to go and win a game to stay above 500 from AD. What is going on? THT. He's Dana, mate. Taylor Horton Tucker. Love him. 25, 12, and 3. 
gun. Uh, Melu, is it me you're looking for? Goes for uh, 10 points on 10 shots. Thanks for coming, Melo. 47 for Giannis. An absolute masterclass. Guess what? That's going to pop up again later. He did a little bit of everything. He was awesome. Bobby Portis fighting. Bobby Portis fighting around the world. 8 of 14 off the bench. Re 17 putting off the bench, was it? I can't even remember. I don't think so. Uh, but he was awesome. He just sort of filled in the gaps because Middleton had a pretty rough game in terms of shooting. And Portis is like, don't worry, fellas, I've got this. No, Portis started. That's right. And because uh, without Blopez, they've thrown him in there and he's crushed it. Paddy C. Paddy Connaughton was huge off the bench. He goes four of eight. He had 16 points. Mitty uh, shot four of 12. He did have 16, five and six. And Drew Holiday struggled with his shot as well. Three of 13, eight points, eight assists for him. But the Bucks hold on. They win. And uh, look, they're turning the corner pretty quickly. They're seven and eight. The Lakers dropped to 500. They're eight and eight. Worrying signs if you're the Lakers. I mean, they get Rondo back. They're still maybe getting LeBron back. But at the same time, if you're really relying on a 37-year-old LeBron James to be your be-all and end-all, you might you, you might be a bit fucked. I'm just saying. Minnesota, they handled Sacramento. 107-97. Bit hairy there for a bit there for Minnesota. But Sacramento just kind of shit the bed. Ant-Man was awesome in the second half. He had 16, I think, of his 26 in the second half. Few settlers down the stretch. He was really good. The Kangs, Kangs did up. 36% shooting. Diaz had 28 and 5. Everyone else was bad. Harrison Barnes, 13 and 5. Buddy goes 5 of 14 from downtown for his 16 points. But geez. Tyrese Halliburton, 3 of 10. Bags. Mate, if you're trying to get traded, you've got to play well. Bags, you're doing it wrong. Jesus, 1 of 5. The Wolves, they shot 50% from the floor. That's how you beat a team by 10. Ant-Man goes 26-5. and five. Carl Anthony Towns, look, it was funny to see him just like acting like the big kid on campus against Sacramento who were like, we've got Rashawn Holmes. And he's like, I don't care. I'm Carl Anthony Towns. 22-6-4, 17 for D-Lo on 15 shots. Thanks for coming, D-Lo. Seven assists as well. Pat Bev, 14-6-7. Good win. Sacramento dropped to 6-9. Six six and nine. Nice. And uh, Minnesota are 5 and 9. Houston got handled by OKC, as predicted on this her program yesterday, 101 89. It's because OKC try, and the Rockets are a fucking shit show. Uh, Gids is out there throwing just wildly sick passes, and uh, OKC dominated this one. That's how bad Houston are. These teams are both tanking. OKC try, Houston don't. Uh, 21 for Jalen Green, 6 of 14 for him on Houston, 3 9 from downtown. Rubbish everywhere else. 15, 5, and 5 for Eric. Please trade me, Gordon. Uh, Christian Wood, what ScoMo's got for being a dickhead. 12, what was it, 10 and 14? 4 of 16 from the floor. Good job. 16 late for Jay Sean Tate, but wow. Explain to me again why the Rockets aren't like, fuck it, we should roll the dice and see if Dante Exum's got anything. Dort, season high, 34. He was awesome. 14 to 22. Hits four threes. Josh Giddy with a 14 and 11 double-double. Shy Redder, Gilgis Alexander knocking on the door of a triple-double as well. 15-7-9. Houston are 1-14, the worst record in the NBA. And the Thunder, they just keep rolling. Just look at them. Just look at the plucky little buggers. They're 5. No, they're 6-8 and eight and currently in the final playing spot. Amazing. Last two, Dallas uh, couldn't hold on against Phoenix. 105-98. No Luka for the Mavs. After his ankle and knee uh, sort of got rolled, you know, a bit wonky there last game. And the Mavs looked fine for a lot of this. It helped that the Suns missed their first seven shots. <laughs> but uh, basically, they played the Suns to a bit of a standstill. We're up in the third, and they just fought until their D fell apart in the fourth quarter, and the Suns ran over the top of them, just 
Was it Cam Johnson hitting shots? Chris Paul finally getting one to drop. And Booker with the dagger right at the end. Um, it was a four-point game minutes ago. Booker contested three. Bang. Beautiful shot. Uh, but it was a good look in, I guess, for like, you know, to see how you'd go without Luca, Hardaway, Zinger, and Brunson. But just they couldn't keep up the efficiency. They just had to work too hard for their shots without Luca out there and couldn't quite get it over the line. So there you go. Fun game, though. Only 20 combined free throws. So it was like a fun, free-flowing sort of thing. The Extreme Zinger meal wasn't bad, especially early. The Extreme Zinger meal. But that's kind of the thing. He ends up with 21, 8, and 70. He ends up shooting 7 to 20. He was really on one early. And that kills you these sorts of games where you watch him play and you're like, fuck, he might get 38. He might get 40. And that's like the sort of thing where you watch Joel Embiid and he'll have like a crazy half and then he might have a bit of a swoon in the second half, but then he always like either comes back strong or something and will go from like the 22 and then suddenly you'll have 36. And you're like, shit, that's what we needed. 18, 9, and 9 for Jalen Brunson. Almost triple-double. Hardaway is 22 and 23 shots. Oh, Reggie Bullock. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Ragged on him. He hit a three right after I did it last game. Today, he was just bad. Burke and Frankie Nidalekina were good, though. 5 of 5 from downtown com- Downtown combined. Uh, Booker, 24 points. Ends up 11 to 21 for the Suns. Aiden was huge again, 19 and 13. CP3 couldn't buy a bucket. He goes, tw- was it 2 of 12? 0 of 6 from deep. 14 assists, though. Zero turnovers. Not a bad ratio blow. Not a bad ratio blow. Am I about to have a stroke? Fucking hell. <laughs> Not a bad ratio, though. Woo! Too much huffing that fucking baboon shit walking around the zoo. Anyway, Jay Crowder hit four threes. He had 14. Sham Wow knocked in three threes and ended up with 11. Phoenix have now won, a, was it 10 straight? They're 11 and three. They were one and three. That's 10 on the ten on the uh, trot. And Dallas are now nine and five. Finally, Portland handled Chicago. 112-107, a great game. Bulls had all the running early. Running of the Bulls, get that one. Uh, they're up 15 at the half as well, but the Blazers just fought all the way back into it. Got in... Basically got within striking distance at the end of the third and then uh, got them in the fourth. They had scored them 64-44 in the second half. Uh, super tight down the stretch. It was awesome. Dame started 1-6 in this game, though, uh, but got warmed up and hit a massive three over, uh, was it was it AO? And was he was being guarded by Lonzo and just goes, fuck it, I'm shooting. Boom. Got on the lead. It was huge. Bulls get back in front, though. Levine takes control, but Dame hits free throws after a DeMar, and then after a DeMar miss right at the end. Larry Nance Jr. capped a really good game, nailing both of his free throws with 12 seconds left. Keeps him up three. Levine can't get the game tie to go with 10 seconds left. Portland hold on. Big win. They needed that. Uh, the Bulls, they had won four or five on this, uh, four of their last five, and this is a five-game road trip. So, look, Levine had 30, went 7-12 from downtown. The one that really mattered just didn't go right at the end. DeMarg. 7-19 shooting for his 22-4-5. Lonzo, not quite a 27-7-7 like last game, but 17-4-4, much more Lonzo-y. Uh, Caruso put on a Caruso, nearly had the triple-double, 12-10-9, uh, but not a giant amount off the bench for the Bulls. Finn rotation missing a couple of dudes, but Kobe's out there, so that's kind of nice. Hey, yo! Dawson Moo went 3-3 for his eight points. Derek Jones Jr. and Devontae got him six, but just nothing else. Blazers were pretty balanced uh, with CJ McCollum, Look, he was in struggle town. He goes 4 of 14. Dame finally found some shots. 22 and 10, he finishes on. But it was Nurk sort of holding the fort, 18 and 12. Norm Powell also just sort of filling in the gaps. And Larry, 
Larry, Larry, Larry. Larry Nance Jr., 16 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals and a block. Huge game. He's getting at Larry Chance there in Portland. You love to see it. Chicago now 10-5. and five. Portland get back up to 500. They're 8-8. Eight eight. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Uh, Jimmy Butler was huge. Carried his team. Without Kyle Lowry, without Bam, has the triple dub, 31-10-10. Shot the shit out of it. He was awesome. He shot 10 of 18, goes 1 and 2 from 3, 10 of 12 from the free throw line. But come on. Giannis Antetokounmpo, an absolute bloody masterclass and made all the more striking that he was going up against Anthony Davis, right? Giannis has 47, 18 of 23 from the floor, 3 of 4 from downtown, 8 of 11 at the stripe, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal and a block. 47, 9, 3, 1 and 1. Absolutely awesome. The coolest part was people are out there dropping, was it ESPN stats and info, the first time a player's dropped 45-plus points on 75-plus uh, percent from the floor on the Lakers since Shaq did it in 95 before he went to the Lakers in 96. That's amazing. Um, but I feel like the best part about this game was that Giannis is like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty cute Anthony Davis you've got over there. It'd be a real shame if someone fucked him up. Bang! 47 for the Greek. You love to see it. Spot of the night. Spud, 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 of the night. Ah, Reggie Bullock. Ah, jeez. Two points, one of six from the floor. Thanks for coming. Oh, jeez, it'd be really nice without Luca if, like, one of our role players stepped up. Trey Burke's like, all right, yeah, no problems. Frankie Smoke, same thing. Reggie Bullock, oh, nah, man. Better go one of six, eh? Brutal. Ah, uh, but Spud's everywhere. Troy Murphy, you're not going to rag on rookies. You did go over oh, 6, though. But Fournier and Kemba, I mentioned that earlier. 2 of 6 for Fournier, 2 of 7 for Kemba. In a game against the Magic, the Knicks. I'll tell you what, we're going to talk about them later, but wow. They've learned a uh, pretty interesting lesson. And the Wiz, I mentioned this. Kuz stunk. Dinwiddie stunk. KCP stunk. Kuz goes 2 of 12. 1 of 8 from 3. Dinwiddie 0 of 5. For zero points, 0 of 4 from downtown. KCP, 0 of 5 from 3 as well. And 1 of 6 from the floor. They combined for 8 points and 3 of 23 from the floor. <laughs> Fucking hell. 1 of 17 from 3. Oh, boy. That's how you lose to the Hornets. <laughs> Holy shit. 3 of 23 combined and 1 of 17 from downtown. Similar vibes as well for the Lakers vets. 1 of 7 for Wayne Wayno Ellington, all of which were from 3. And 0 of 5 in 11 minutes for uh, Bazemore. Gross. The Lakers have just uh, very quickly gone, oh, right, he's shit. Yeah. Uh, and Avery Bradley goes 2 of 6 as well. So a uh, bunch of veterans uh, not covering themselves with uh, glory today. Daniel House Jr. as well, 0 of 5 in 11 minutes <laughs> for the Rockets. Jesus. Anyway. Uh, but either way, who was Old Mate No Mates? Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Who's got No Mates today? Kyrie Irving. Uh, he got Stephen A. Smith all riled up saying that KD should ask for a trade because he's been betrayed. He's been betrayed by Kyrie. And to be honest, I'm kind of on board with it. Just imagine 
One of your fucking mates is like, nah, man, come work with me. It's fucking great here. And then your mate goes, nah, I can't be fuck coming into work anymore. You're like, this is bullshit. And he's like, nah, I just can't be fucked. It's like, what? What are you doing? And Kyrie's just like, nah. So it is interesting because Stephen A has just sort of uh, turned the blowtorch on Kyrie. And KD, actually, randomly, because he, you know, hooked his uh, wagon up to the Kyrie train, which is, admittedly, a fucking dumb way to go about things. And I said it at the time, that there's no way you can trust Kyrie because everywhere he goes, he's just never happy. What makes you think he was ever going to be happy in Brooklyn? Like, the vaccine shit is just an excuse. Like, it was all, it was going to be something. The vaccine mandate, like, he's, like, scrambling for excuses anyway. It's, ah. Oh, Actually, I just oh, I don't have a problem with vaccines. It's just this mandate, bro. Fuck off, idiot. Anyway, it's good to see Stephen A just going hammering songs. And it will, like, KD is very on the internet and will no doubt see this. It'll probably get KD's back up about it, uh, stuff. But at the same time, maybe we'll just sort of go, you know what, fucking Kyrie, look, hey, man, I'm here for you. But also, can you come fucking play? Uh, <laughs> also, how good was it that uh, on a back-to-back, the Nets get beaten by the Warriors... The entire timeline basically turns into, oh, they're still shit. They're all shit. And then they get a back-to-back and they beat the Cavs handily and Harden's good again and Patty Mills is good again. Even with KD having a quiet night, they managed to... uh, It's just a nice way. Sometimes when you get those back-to-backs and you actually get the good result on the second day, it makes everything a lot better. Uh, Pantsing of the night. Alonzo uh, blocked the shit out of a Dame layup. Uh, Taco, I mentioned that he posted up Patty. Bit unfair. 7 6 versus what? 6 1, 6 2 maximum for Patty. Um, but Chimezi Meto got crossed into oblivion by Ant Man. Just put in the fucking tumble dryer. It was great. Just like, whoop, whoop, where am I going? Oh, I got him. Uh, so that was a tough one for Chimezi. Who is better than Lonzo Ball? <laughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Taylor Horton Tucker, three games back, and he is absolutely crushing it. I love him. So he goes 17-4 and four against the Spurs, 28-6 and six against the Bulls, and then today, 25 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, and a block, and 2 steals on 9 of 18 shooting. And three of six from downtown. Absolutely lit it up. He might be the only Laker who's actually playing half fucking decent at the moment. He's been awesome since he got back. And look, all the grief that the Lakers have copped about, oh man, I can't believe they didn't sign Caruso. It was like a $2 million difference, bro. And they just sold their arena rights names to crypto.com and are probably making bank from that man, eh? Uh, well, no, because it's not that's not Lakers money. <laughs> but at the same time, like the way the THT is just like reinserted back into this lineup and not missed a fucking beat is massive. And I think he's great. He just does a little bit of everything. I love watching him play. One of those classic fill the gaps kind of dudes. And also hasn't missed a free throw yet. He's gone 12 or 12 from the strip. So love to see that. Anyway, THT today, better than Lonzo Ball. The 25, 12 and three, better than Lonzo's 14. Uh, was it 17, four and four? So good shit. Even though Lonzo wasn't bad and that block on Dame was pretty gnarly. THT. Still better. All right, let's do some yeah nahs right after. Let's say this one. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. 
or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right, it's time for some yeah nahs where we take a bunch of NBA storylines, decide where they're more yeah more nah, and they're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com. From East Ninth Brewing, if you're in Melbourne, it's party time. Today was beautiful. Perfect tin weather. So I took the uh, squid and old mate down to the pub last night to celebrate the 700th episode as well. Got a couple of samples in me. It was great. Absolutely loved it. Necking some beers, chilling out at the pub, 700 episodes. And they had the East Ninth Brewing there. It was great. So great beers, great wines, great cocktails. You can get them all at thedailyliquor.com and they'll bring them to your door Rona free. So don't risk it. We're opening up now, Melbourne. This is great. So you better get around it. Metro Melbourne area, you get same-day delivery if you order before noon. So smash the dailyliquor.com. And if you're banging the code Australia, you get a free six-pack when you make Jimmy. Of the delicious, delicious, delicious Dos Blocos XPA. So you can uh, do that and thank us later when you get drinking some free beers. How good is that? Shout out everybody. What are you doing? Right. Yeah, nah. Should the Knicks be playing Ain't No Stopping Obi Toppin' More, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Yes. Yeah. Look, their entire roster is tricky, right? Like, Mitch Robinson being healthy means there's more Julius at the four. Uh, he's seeing more defenders key in on him as well this year as Julius. And you saw in the uh, playoffs last year. When that happens, it gets a bit tricky pretty early. But Obi just sort of gives him a little something-something on both ends that I don't think, like, Mitch or Julius do, right? Like, a little bit more weird, athletic pop, sneaky, off-cutting and weird angle kind of athleticism. That sort of stuff where you're just like, what just happened? Oh, Obi Toppin just dunked on the entire team. It was sick. And it's one of those things is like, if we play him as a small ball five or play him next to Julius, like what's going to happen? We just need to see more of it, I think. Because I'm not convinced that in the year 2021, Taj Gibson is going to be any answer. Mitch is good, but this is the thing. Next year, nah, also, Jimmy, did the Celtics sabotage the Knicks season? Yeah, nah, fuck yes. By basically going, Kemba, on your bike, you can go to OKC, we'll get Al Horford back. And, uh, oh, geez, the Knicks have signed Evan Fournier. What are we going to do? Not re-signing, we're okay. You take it. I love Knicks fans losing their minds about Fournier and Kemba because, especially after that uh, game where they beat Boston, because the vibe for me, this entire thing was like, there's a reason that the Magic and the Hornets and then the Celtics... And OKC were both like, uh, nah, we're good <laughs> when it came to both of them, right? Like, Fournier might turn around and just have like an absolutely crazy hot streak in the second half of the season or something. But this is also the dude, right? Like, sometimes he just looks fucking horrible. And the defense isn't there. Kemba's knees are shot. He'll rock up one every three, four games, give you something. But, geez, it is a struggle. And that's why you're seeing the Knicks just really, really, really being fucking killed. They're getting straight killed all the time. So he got straight killed. Because they've given up like plus defenders in like Reggie Bullock, even Alfred Payton, and then they've replaced them with Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. And Ugh, been unbalanced. But either way, look, it's still early in the season, but Joyce. Brett Polgeist, similar vibes he sends in. Jimmy, did Indiana make the right call getting Carlisle, and is their success reliant on Bubble MJ, TJ Warren? Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, look, I still think they made the right call because, I mean, they needed a coach. <laughs> after coach, 
hyper ballad. Bjorkgren was just an absolute fucking horror show. But they've been wildly underwhelming. And I've sort of always held out hope that the Turner-Suvlaki King combo, so Sabonis and Turner, could work, right? They kind of complement each other's games a little bit. Turner can stroke it, but geez, Turner just hasn't delivered consistently. And Turner never does. That's what Turner does. You can ne- he's, he's the opposite of reflex. You can't rely on him. And Su- the problem is this year, it's also stymied Suvlaki King's game as well. So like horrifyingly, horrifyingly bad degrees, right? I'd feel better if I'd had more peaks of this Pacers team working, but they've just been flat out bad a lot of the time. And yeah, look, there's been, you know, problems with their health. Karras comes back. Uh, They still don't have TJ Warren. El Presidente, similar vibes as well. But I don't know. I don't know if the health factor has been big enough to explain why they've been this bad. To get beaten by Detroit is just inexcusable. And I still don't know why they signed El Presidente, Malcolm Brogdon, to an extension, which then means they can't trade him this year. And they could have used him in a Ben Simmons trade, which, look, you look at this roster, you look at this team, it's like, yeah, we need to do fucking something because this is not working. So uh, I do feel like they are a prime, ah, fuck, kind of trade candidate uh, team as soon as we get to December 15 and uh, the vast majority of the league is actually now available to be traded. So, yeah, keep an eye on the paces. The TJ Warren thing is big because he was good, but at the same time, he's not like fucking Scotty Pippen. Oof. Uh, right. Uh, Brad McKeegan, Jimmy. Yeah, nah, not only is the Staples Center name change hilarious, it might bring Jonah Bolden out of retirement. Yeah, nah. Love this. Thought this was very funny. Oh, bro, NFTs. Crypto. Fucking love it. I'm coming back. <laughs> okay, Jonah. Jonah Bolden did not want to play basketball just wanted to get into the NFT space that's all I wanted to do man I'm just really into crypto right now NFTs I fucking love them this is awesome this is my life now man I don't want to play basketball I only did it because my dad did Uh, yeah I don't think uh, Jonah's going to come out of retirement anytime soon who would have thought that Nick K would destroy Jonah Bolden's career (laughs) (laughs) I love it Oh, I've had to do such a 180 on the Nick K thing anyway. I love it. Uh, I'm going to do a thunder tanking thing tomorrow as well. I've got to remember to do that. I was going to do it today, but I just want to do this right now. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. 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 The box. What are you doing? You missed a trick. You've missed a trick, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. In this case, not Algonquin for the good land. It's the... I don't know, it could be Algonquin for you missed a fucking trick because those city uniforms, I love the idea. But do the big dog Ray Allen era right and make them fucking more purple, you idiots. What are you doing? You cooked it. Oh, we'll have a tiny little bit of purple on there, man. Do it more purple. Make the dominant color the purple. Give me more purple. I just want the perp. Give me some perp. Perp. I fucking love, love those weird Bucks purple uniforms, uh, especially that big dog era. And to see even the flashes of the uh, the piping along the sides of the purple, you're like, you're fucking teasing me here, Bucks. What are you doing? Go more purple. What are you fucking doing? You're killing me. Sometimes they do it and you're like, yeah, that's great. Needs more perp though. All right, Outback Tokyo. 
It's Thursday, and our back, and you know what that means. Oh, yeah. Two for one blooming onions. That's right, no prick in Australia knows what the fuck these things are. All we do with onions is either bite them in, into them whole if you're a fucking XPM and an absolute lunatic, or you just throw them on the barbie and cook them and then chuck them on a saucy like a fucking human being. Not deep frying, you fat fuck American bastards. What is this? A flower out of an onion? You're fucked in there. Anyway, only at Outback. And today's Flame Girl take is... I think we've seen enough. The Mavs are clearly better without Luca, so they should trade him for Ben Simmons right now. The ball doesn't stick and the other players feel empowered. Only at Outback. <laughs> it was that little moment where you're like, wow, these guys are actually... They look a lot freer. The Zinger looks way better without... Oh, no, nah, they've lost. Yeah. Tough one. All right, Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Nick Kay, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. My best mate, Nick Kay, right there. Paddy Thrills! As mentioned, that win over the Cavs today, he got the start again. Paddy played 35 minutes and uh, was great. 21 points, 6 of 12 from downtown. 7-14 from the floor. Unreal game. Two rebounds, one assist, one steal. And uh, went 1-1 one one at the stripe. Uh, no jingles or Benny or Aussie Matty T or Josh Greeny Green, I believe. Um, I didn't see him out there for Dallas. I'll just make sure of that one because I was like, I uh, don't think he's out. He didn't get out there, did he? No, he didn't. Tough one after his birthday. Son of a bitch. Uh, but Josh Giddy did. Big win over the Rockets. He played 34 minutes to the, the Yarraville uh, Yowler. There you go. 14 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists and a block. He shot 7 of 14 from the floor. Loved it. And how good is just the fucking whip around the head? Fucking weird pass. Uh, he did get 0 of 2 on the threes. And look, people are fucking weird, right? Giddy, he could barely fucking shoot a year and a half ago. The fact that he's doing this well is awesome. He's 19. The shot will come. The free throws are fine. Uh, the 7-14 today was kind of nice. Good job, kids. All right, Kiwi Corner. We'll just check in and see how the big Kiwi is doing. The big fella, bro. Oh, I'm going to miss doing a diary of Stephen Adams today. I'll do it tomorrow, though, eh? Uh, but look, Stephen Adams, a couple of uh, interesting games of late. So since we last checked in where he had 9-14 against Charlotte, uh, 22 minutes against Phoenix, on the weekend, shot two of six and uh, one of four from the free throw line where I was watching that game and he early was like really involved. He had five points, 10 rebounds, one assist and a steal. And then the uh, missed a couple of free throws and like the entire fucking Grizzlies team just fell apart as well. Uh, against the Pelicans, the horrible game that they lost against uh, Stephen Adams's old team and his, uh, you know, former best friend Zion. 15 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks, and 2 steals. He loved playing against his old team. He was like, I'm going to fucking tell him, eh, bro? And he did. Uh, and then, obviously, just distraught after the Kiwis lose the T20 World Cup to the Aussies. Shit game against Houston for Stephen Adams. 21 minutes, 0 of 1 from the floor, 2 of 4 at the stripe. So he ends up with 2 points, 5 assists, 4 ass- uh, sorry, five rebounds, 4 assists. There we go. And uh, two steals. So, look, he would have been super pumped about Kane Williamson, bro. And then devastated after uh, Mitch Marsh took him apart. Right, let's do the uh, Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. 
A little bit more of the uh, back and forth between Jingling Joe Ingles and our man, George Nian. I love this so much. I, this, the man love is real, and it's hilarious. So Jingles tweets out, Nothing but love, my guy. And George, there's just a picture of him laughing with Jingles. And George tweets that out saying, Not a dang thing has changed. New Year, same laughs, my brother. At Joe Ingles 7. And Jingles throws that out saying, Nothing but love, my guy. Love heart. Ah, my favorite two dudes. They genuinely love each other. And I think, like, George basically is like Uncle George to Jingles' kids. I'm pretty sure he stayed at their house <laughs> for like a big chunk of time. So good on you, George, and good on you, Jingles. What a bunch of legends. All right, game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Did you have a good night at the pub for the 700th episode? Yes, I did. It was great. A couple of tins after. Just, it was a beautiful night in Melbourne too. So very chill times. All right. So today we went 7 of 11 on the picks. Um, I was on an absolute terror. And then we missed the last two because uh, I flipped and flopped on Chicago Paul and ended up on Chicago and they lose. And uh, Phoenix almost covered the 8.5 but just missed out. So the only other ones I missed, what, a half point on Milwaukee and uh, there was the Indy Detroit just shit show. So I'm going to blame Indy for that. So that leaves us at 123 of 215 for the season. Pretty bloody good. All against the spread, apart from the weekend games where it's head-to-head. Tomorrow, some really good ones. We've got a finals rematch. The mid-teens. The classic Golden State at Cleveland. Oh, that's right. At Cleveland. Watch out. Uh, eight and a half point favorites are the Warriors. I'm going to take that. Cleveland on a back-to-back traveling. Warriors, even though they're on the road... They're flying high. Everything's clicking. Cleveland are just missing too many uh, weapons at the moment. So I think Warriors will clown them. Uh, Washington go to Miami. Both teams on a back-to-back. Tough one, Miami. Uh, I want to say they cover this, but I think Washington just... I don't think they can shoot as badly as they did today. They're getting seven and a half points. I think this is one of those games where Washington sort of stick around and maybe even eke this one out of Miami. And we go, shit, they might actually be for real. But getting seven and a half points, I kind of just have to go with Washington because it's just a few too many points. Both teams on a back-to-back. The whiz. The shots will have to drop, won't they? Clippers, they go to Memphis. This is a fun one. Clippers are playing out of their skins at the moment. Memphis, look, you never know what you're going to get. They're like a box of chocolates. Uh, Plus one and a half at home. I'm going to take the Grizz. I think something just clicked the other day and they kicked their shit out of Houston or somebody, didn't they? And uh, so I think I'm going to go the Grizzlies plus one and a half. San Antonio, they go to Minnesota. Minnesota on a back-to-back. I'm going to take the Spurs plus two and a half. Just a well-oiled machine are the Spurs. They're not a good one, but they are very well drilled. (laughs) And I think the Spurs will give the uh, Wolves fits. And I think they either win or it comes very, 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 very close. So I'll take the Spurs plus two and a half. Philly, they go to Denver. If Joel Embiid is back, uh, I'm going to take Philly plus seven and a half, but uh, he's not announced back or anything yet. So I'm going to go Denver minus seven and a half just because the Joker has proven that he can kick the shit out of teams even without MPJ and Jam and Jamal. And Philly, look, they fight, they struggle, they get into it, but they end up losing because they've got Andre Drummond manning the middle. That's what happens when you play Andre Drummond. So I'll take Denver minus seven and a half to win that one pretty comfortably. And finally, Toronto go to Utah. 
Which actually is one of those weird games where you look at it and go, oh, okay, really? But then you think about it for more than a second, you go, actually, that could be fun as shit. Toronto, I just don't know if they've got the size to match it up with Utah, but if Siakam can uh, find his shot, OG, they do have like perimeter weapons that can make Utah work. I think this could be a really good game. I'm going to take Toronto plus nine and a half because I think it'll just be, it'll just be close, <laughs> if nothing else. So there we go. All right. There's all the picks. Enjoy that. Have fun. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything I would do. There's some really good games. Whew. Clippers, Memphis. Warriors, Cleveland. Philly, Denver. Raps, Jazz. Anyway. Right. Uh, thank you all for the very, very kind messages about episode 700. I had a blast. Look, I thought yesterday's show was just a shit show. It was all over the shop. I was actually like weirdly... I was over-caffeinated and then beyond. So I was just fucking... My brain was going a million miles an hour. You could obviously tell. It was. I was off my game. 700, I was overawed by it. But either way, I really, really loved all the messages I got from all of you absolute fucking mad dogs out there. Thanks so much. Like, it just, I mean, I mentioned on yesterday's show, it just means the fucking world to me that uh, people even give a fuck. So, love yous. Uh, right, that said, make sure you're following us on Twitter, FaceEIG. Buy a fucking t-shirt, would you? Or some stubby holders or a hoodie. Go to nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Go on. Help us out. Uh, Smash NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up about the NFL. Good one this week. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia. Absolute belter of one this week. Uh, Better than Baron Corbin always gets me. (laughs) So go just check out on YouTube, World Wrestling Australia, uh, or follow FWCIE on Twitter for links to all of his stuff. Get around to NBAstraia.com slash shop. As I mentioned, get your merch, get your merch, get your merch. Uh, I just want to get rid of some T-shirts. Come on, help us out. Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Please, please. I don't ask for too much. 700 episodes. Let's go. Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAY. Get 20% off and you get free shipping as well. Uh, basically, go out there. You know, your balls will thank you. And you'll be like, these are great. <laughs> How good are these? TheDailyLicker.com. Use the code STRAY. Get a free six-pack and knowable. Download that from your app store. Bang in the code straight and get 20% off and get smarter today. All right, big thanks. Go to From Ozo for the intro and outro song. And thanks to Joshua Delarantis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, who are playing the Gasso this Saturday in Melbourne. Standing up beers allowed now. Iowa section, I green, 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 and dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on uh, Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your tunes. We support Australian bands. So should you. All right, uh, we'll close out maybe with nothing today. That'll be it. We'll be back with the Diary of Stephen Adams tomorrow. And we'll catch you then. Again, thanks. You guys all fucking rule. I love you. This is the best. I have the best fucking run. The best life. The best time doing this. It's awesome. Anyway, we'll catch you tomorrow, dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna! Why is throughout safety?